0: well good evening everybody uh stoked to be back with a little bit of an update for the series coming up for 2024 and uh just waiting for dustin ledger to jump on from electric media we'll talk a bit with him uh just about how the round one of uh the virtual drift comp went and a little bit about what's coming up this weekend with round two coming so wait for him to request to join um but until then hey If you're looking for the last minute uh, Christmas, Formula Drift uh, LED type S light package up on the website, Uh, guaranteed we can ship it out before Christmas. So if you're looking for somebody to get them just the right gift, of course, underglow is a thing.
1: here it comes howdy howdy hopefully you can hear me here i'm using a headset tonight
0: yeah see i got mine i don't have a cool headset like you yet but it's coming along it'll come there eventually right um i see enough uh, wanted to have you on i mean we did the first round we uh streamed it live on the youtube channel uh went really good lots of people tuned in and and viewed and it was really nice to see you know how the bracket went and I think for the first event that we did virtually it was really good. Um, I know you got round two coming up this Saturday I believe. Yeah this Saturday. What happened? Uh,
1: from the last event I think it went really well. Um, just I have heard a couple complaints from the judges that the camera angles were kind of a little cruddy for judging on. So that's something that we're going to be working on here. Well, I'm going to be working on here throughout the week up until Saturday, trying to perfect it there and bounce some test runs off some guys there and see what we can get. Um, just the last event was really more cinematic to appeal to YouTube and try and encourage people to watch on that platform and hopefully just get some more engagement, right? Um, we, I think we ran with about 13, 11 or 13 people last time. So it was, wasn't was a packed event, but it was still fun to do. And the whole thing lasted probably about two hours from qualifying and running right through the bracket, which means it was a great way to fill up a Saturday night. So that's so why we're trying to do it again here this Saturday. I think we're gonna practice open throughout the week, but if you wanna practice officially uh, 7 p.m., I think we're gonna target for that and then start qualifying around
0: 7.30. Well, hey, I was one of the judges on there. Um and also sort of working the bracket just on the back side of it uh, through the event. And I thought it was actually really good. The angles were good enough and the replay was there. I mean, kind of take it for what it is. It's the virtual drift comp. Nobody's burning tires or actually wrecking their car. So I think mm. uh, taking that attitude into it and going, ah, more, one more times is always good. You could especially tell by the end of it, people were getting a little antsy and wanted to just get out and drive as the bracket got smaller. The people kind of in the parking lot waiting to drive they were just doing you know burnouts and smashing into people and having the regular <laughs> yeah. stuff you know
1: yeah putting on a show this time because they you know there's no harm done
0: regardless of what they do
1: so that's, that's what makes it fun yeah
0: yeah no I thought it was really good the bracket went well and and the event as a whole went went fairly well um kind of sticking to the same judging criteria we used throughout the rest of the the pro rounds and it was was pretty fun um do you know what track? you want to announce a track and we're still going to stream it live on the D YouTube, I believe.
1: Yeah, we're going to do our best here. Uh, I know planned attendance right now is a little low. I think we've got five confirmed people. So make this a public announcement. Now as it is, if you guys have a set of Corsa, uh, play with a controller, whole drifts in whatever on PC, feel free to come join us, sign up for our events, uh, fill up the lobbies. It'd be great to see a full 16 player bracket go all the way down to the finish and, have a lot of fun with that. Um, we are going to be running Mission Raceway. We're going to be doing the same pro layout that we had done uh, the last couple of years at Spec D in, in reality. Uh, only for the fact there, I think it was one of the fellers there that does a whole bunch of modding for Aceto. He put his mission track up the same day, I think, on his Patreon that we did uh, Mission last year, or sorry, last season. And yeah. then I think just a couple of days ago or last weekend it came out for free for everybody to use. So that's the one benefit there of that. We'll do it. We'll pop in there and uh, been practicing on and off all week here. I think Carlton and Jace might hop on tonight.
0: Yeah. And actually the track is set up with all the uh, same zones that we actually used in the competition. And it's, it's really good. I've driven on that quite a bit as well on the uh, sim and it's, it's, everything is right down to the exact location that we had all the all the um zones and, and and clips and everything so it's really good to see i mean the attention to detail is really awesome on it um yeah i'm hoping it's going to work up uh really well and uh and be good attendance anyway and if you're if you're in it just uh tune in on on respect the youtube channel we'll definitely share it on our facebook page um and how do people get a hold of you or how do they sign up for this? Is the best way through the Discord for SPECTE?
1: Best way is through the Discord for Specti. Uh It's where we're keeping track of like the active roster, uh, communicating on, I don't know, technique, uh, practice with other people there if you want tandem practice. Uh, it's the best way to get about it. Uh, if you wanna get to it, I do have a promo link in my, uh, I think it's my Instagram bio and it should pop you right into the Discord server if you have Discord mobile.
0: All right, what I'll do, too, after this, I know you can send me sort of a um, just a a picture for the virtual drift thing, and I'll put that onto the story after we're done our live here tonight, and I'll do the link for the Discord as well. So anybody that's sort of watching it definitely can find that on the story for the SPECTU page on Instagram. Um, Other big things that we did, hey, we dropped the entire schedule for the season. A couple little things that haven't been 100% confirmed yet. What did you think of the schedule as we as we kind of put it out? I have it here. We've got lots of uh, open drifts on the Thursday night. Um, added a few extra ones out at Stratotech Park. Um, you know, just put some of the dates up there. Maybe we yeah, can sort everything sorta... down
1: here. Um, I think there's 12 open drift nights so far throughout the season. So that gives us plenty of time to do stuff uh, everywhere. Uh, think two of the open drift nights are going to be at stratotech if i'm correct correct yeah yeah so that'll be fun uh one of the grassroots events is going to be out there too uh like a combined i think open drift grassroots night so mm-hmm. i think that's june 6th there and then there's a second combined uh grassroots night that's september 12th thursday september 12th at rad torque raceway
0: right yeah that's correct it's going to be really Really good. I think it, it works out well to kind of just combine the two. And people that want to want to jump in and compete on a on a layout and and we usually have some good prizes out there for that as well. I think on our grassroots we gave I think fifteen hundred dollars away over the uh, season, so it wasn't too bad. You know we'll kind of be doing the same thing. JB's Power Center is back up on board again. They've been helping us out for several years, sponsoring the Open Drift. And they've really continued with that i know it was a little bit of you know concern with with rad torque selling you know october uh 30th i think was the last day that that the reeves owned it and now the new owner is taken over and everything looks the same as it as it did before this year is very much going to be the same way that we ran things in the past just under new ownership and which is great to see that um know the rad torque still sees the value in drifting and and is sort of on board with us doing our thing out there for sure um and there is a couple demos that are coming up we haven't necessarily announced all of the demos yet basically the main one that's up on our page is the season opener out at stratotech park Uh, that's may 11th and that was a really good one that combines all the renters and groups that use stratotech Come out, you know. They show off road racing. They got carts out there, bikes, and of course, drifting is out there. And you know, it really brings the entire motorsports community together. And of course, we give out ride-alongs. Those are always free out at uh, out at StratoTech, and you know, it's it's just a good way to get into the cars and kind of see what see what it is that you you've been missing, or maybe you know, spark that interest. Um, a little bit about it. There was a lot of discussion and talk just about how we were going to run the series coming into 2024. Um, there's a lot of, you know, benefits to running a shootout style series, just where it's, you know, one event all is done and just, you know, maybe focus a little bit more on the grassroots side of it. But, um, some changes that are coming up and FD is going to release those the first part of the year on their website. They've really kind of, um, solidified exactly what they want to see from their feeder series. And it's been a lot of really good back and forth discussions with formula drift and, and each one of the series and kind of just get their, you know, what they're looking for and what we can do to facilitate that. So we're proud to be, you know, the Canadian series and, um, you know, their idea really was that it needs to be multi-round, uh, still with the same thing, only once one license available. Um, but that's to the winner of it. And I think last year was just, maybe just with our economy and stuff like that, it's pretty tough for people to, to travel a lot, to make multiple trips to BC. If you're an Alberta driver or make multiple trips to Alberta, if you're a BC driver. So with a great relationship, we have at rad torque, you know, we're starting off the season there round one, May 25th. Uh, we're going to have, uh open practice on the 24th in the evening. So if you drive in, uh, you get there early on Friday, we're going to run, you know, Friday night, uh, it's going to be open practice on the layout. So that drivers, you know, who invest the money to drive to the track, get a lot of driving a lot of seat time. And that's really our goal is that if you make the trip, you know, we want to make sure that you have, you know, four to five hours of track time guaranteed and time to dial in the car instead of just the single day event. Um, Then that takes us to mission. Mission is always just a huge event for us. We basically take over the track from Thursday night until, you know, Monday morning. Um, Everything will be set up and we'll basically be doing the two pro rounds on the Saturday. So qualifying and practice are going to still go ahead on the Friday. still some discussion we may run two different layouts with slight variation in it just so it's not um, the same layout over and over guys can get bored of it we still want to make it exciting so my goal is to run two different style practices on the Friday so you run both both layouts on the Friday as practice uh, you'll be qualifying on the first layout that we run on the Saturday And that's going to sort of set you up into the bracket, depending on the drivers, the count that we have, we may have to tweak it about how we're going to do the third and final round. Um, But basically how that qualifying goes out on on Friday may just be the same qualifying order going into both, both of them, or we might just flip it on its head and reverse the qualifying order or something like that. Lots of time still to to get that out there and as our team works through it and kind of you know, play some different scenarios through, we'll have more announcements on that. Um, same thing, news is going to be giving away a bunch of tires. Um, you know, it is, it's, it's trying to make it so drivers, you know, basically once they, they come and they drive at an event, you know, hopefully if they place well, you know, they can go away with a little bit of cash in their pocket and tires maybe that they've used throughout the event. So, that's really our goal on it. Um, so,
1: just one of my uh, couple questions here about mission. Sure. So, if it does go the double header way this year, and with us using an example here, let's say on the Sunday we were there last year, we had front track and back track there. Right. And I think it was a cut down version of the pro track on Sunday. Uh, I never made my way back there. I was stuck up front all, all day, but I had fun with hmm. that. But uh, is there plans to maybe do front track and then part of the back track there on that double header weekend?
0: Um, I think that that'll be a discussion that we have with Valley tech, just about some of the, the live stream on it. Um, or maybe we just decide that, you know, maybe run the, the front track in the morning and back track is going to be the main show in the afternoon. And, Mm. you know, our spec D team also has a really good way of live streaming. So we may even be able to do that and, uh, live stream the event on it. I have been running in a set of a couple of different layouts just using the back track as well. Uh, The same layout that we did last year, obviously was really good, big, fast initiation. And then there is another variation on that where it's very much the same initiation, just entering from a different part of the track. Um, Okay. So, you know, that's the goal of it is to make it still exciting. So it's not so monotonous of it, but you know, trying to not make carbon copies of, you know, like if the bracket is set up for the, for the round two, we don't want the exact same bracket going into round three. So just how we do it, not a hundred percent sure how it's all going to iron out. Uh, You know, it's, it's probably looking like it's going to be a top 16. We are losing a few drivers this year, obviously just with, you know, some financial things, people taking a year off or just some other events that are going on. So our driver count, Currently, you know, is looking like we'll probably be running a, a top sixteen. Um, but of course, driver count is there. We do have a lot of time at the track. So that being said, you know, we're we're really down that drivers have a lot of time to drive, and you know, we want to give them the best opportunity that they have throughout the weekend to do well in competition. So, you know, with us having you know kind of run the run the facility the entire weekend, it does it gives us a ton of time to to make variations on it. If something, you know, weather's bad, we can always push something to, you know, to a Sunday morning, go early and finish it up, whatever that is. But, you mm-hmm. know, the, the fans really asking for a lot more drifting out in, in Mission and in BC. So that's really what, um, you know, the track wants to put on, it's a great show. And when we look at the Mission layout you know the one that we run last year where we call it the backtrack is actually like their main part of the track where they have you know the stands vendors will all be set up there so you know we really need to maximize what's great for the people to watch and then of course we got sunday the pro Bro down and we open up basically the whole facility for that um and get a lot of different track layouts um that really opened up again this year they, there's some new layouts that we can run in the back section to make sure that we have three full layouts for the Sunday fun day, so there is maximum seat time.
1: Cool, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I know we got to miss out on that last year because they were doing some repaving or something on uh, the one portion in between the two. So yeah. some of the guys were bummed out. The high speed entries, I think, was probably the one of the most favorite things to watch there—just insanity.
0: Yeah. Insanity. Well, I definitely- yeah, I definitely think that when we do run the the Sunday Funday, we do have a, a really good way of running the especially on the the front track where they got the big pad and you initiate off of the drag strip. Uh you got some really fun ideas there. It's gonna speed it up. And you know, we got basically three lines that go and you know everyone will be told which lines there are. There's some single run lines, some tandem run lines, and then the full-on party line is gonna be we're sending four or five cars be ready it is full go and uh i think it's gonna just really speed it up and make it fun people love driving with each other having a good time driving with random people is always great so i like it
1: perfect yeah i think uh the only other things we didn't really talk too much about is straddle bash here yet uh, I know things are looking a little weird for the dates this year because of the way the long weekend falls and labor day falls on September two, which is a Monday, <laughs> um, <laughs> a really long September for all of us looking, looking bummed out by that short yeah. of the long weekend there. But otherwise I think it's typical for straddle Friday load in Saturday, Sunday party days, right?
0: Yeah, it's pretty much going to stay the same there. I just wanted to sort of circle back a little bit on, uh, on the open drifts that we have going on out at out at rad torque um people that look on the first if they head over to specd.ca they can see everything up there and you'll see like in august there's really only one date in august and it gets pretty light um basically just because of so much activity going on in august but the august 15th date is actually going to be a really special date that we're going to be running on the pad out at uh Rad Torque, but we're gonna spend a ton of time setting this up. And this track is going to be basically a continual loop that will stay hot and you drive on, drive off as you please, but you can hot lap the entire track that we have designed for the August 15th. So this means more seat time and a really fun, exciting thing that we've never done out at Rad Torque. So August 15th, if you're gonna hit one in the summer. That is definitely one that you're going to want to hit. Uh, we've got some really cool ideas. We've been drawing it out and sort of playing with it. Um, definitely need an open drift pad on Aceto out at Rad Torque, so that we can play with a couple of ideas that we got and really, you know, build some hype to it. So if somebody wants to design that where there isn't a bunch of people parked where we drift on <laughs> Thursday nights, that would be amazing. Um,
1: yeah, I got a shout out to the guy who made that though, because he lives, I think, two or three hours away from uh rad torque itself and okay. is completely solo made by him just off of memory and google maps so nice of them to release it for free to everybody but uh awesome. i have had people mention to me a thousand times yeah hey uh when are you going to learn to mod tracks or uh, throw down different uh layout designs and stuff right so uh, it's going to be a while before I learn that i have a bit of a busy winter ahead of me here, but it's going to be maybe something we can make happen in the future here where we can, you know, throw down different cones or the cement barriers or bollards or whatever we need to mm-hmm. craft the layout on the pad right, at scale. So,
0: Yeah, that, that's the one thing that we miss is just a little bit of the pad where it's not because uh, when you drive on it now, you know, we'll get back. We're circling around. We go from real life into uh, Asetto, but Asetto is also a really good spot to work a lot of these things out. And right now on the pad where you want to, you know, warm up, do donuts and stuff, there's a bunch of cars and uh, tents and everything sort of parked out on the, you know, our what we call the drift pad and what they call yeah. the pro pits. So um, yeah, that's, that's a good one. I mean, the Thursday nights, we're really looking at them staying the same cost. I mean, we've been committed to holding the price at $50 for drivers, $10 for people to come and watch. We got a new set of stands out there that are finished. They'll be up. So we got better seating and viewing for spectators this year. Um, you know, just, uh, yeah, shout out to you. You were out there helping us. We had to paint them still, but I mean, they're a nice set yeah, of I think stands. Yeah, you
1: and Eric, yeah, and getting yeah. it all done that night.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, so, you know, we just can't, we can't thank Red Torque and uh, JB's Power Center enough for that. They keep them. It's it is the absolute cheapest drifting anywhere around 50 bucks and you can drive, you know, basically from four thirty till it gets dark or, you know, whatever that is. So as the, the days get longer in the summer, you get more bang for your buck. And then, you know, as September rolls around, well, it's pretty dark by nine o'clock and, um, mm-hmm. but you do get a lot of laps and, you know, we got to thank, thank and support the track that, uh, gives, makes that possible. So shout out to Rad Torque for that head out check out their, uh, you know, the Christmas light display they have all through Christmas and the New Year's. So, you know, thank them for that. Okay, so Stratabash. This is our fifth duration of Stratobash. Of course, we got to do it a little bit bigger and better. We are tied into some time restraint, but this year we want to run Friday night. So not sure exactly how that's working, when we release spots it's going to be uh a few people more putting on a demo and doing some cool stuff out there there's going to be some requirements on it you need to have underglow on the cars so if you don't have underglow guess what you don't get to drive on friday night because it's going to be going it'll be dark and we only get about a half an hour when it's going to be dark um on the friday night and probably on the saturday night so Hey, if you want to be invited to do the the Friday night sort of weekend kickoff, give some uh ride-alongs and and just get some really cool hype going. Gonna try to maybe do something where we can stream that or or at least get some really good media out of it with the underglow. I mean, you do a ton of light painting out there, Dustin. And you know, it gets it goes from like really cool uh um just dark enough to like absolute pitch black out there immediately. So we're just trying to catch that secret time when we can still do it nice and safe, but also get some really sick shots of, uh, cars ripping around with some underglow on it. So that's the goal for this year. We're going to be pushing right up to their curfew where the track needs to be cold. Um, we're going to do that a couple of nights in a row and just really trying to make, take advantage of the entire time and really get some cool media, not only for the series, uh, for photographers like you, Dustin, but also for the drivers, just a neat, cool vibe, uh, which throws us back to, you know, the underglow kits that we got for sale out on the website. Everybody wanted the type S right If had to FD, or you look at type S on online. These are cheapest out of anywhere because all their prices are in us and we're, I think 20 bucks cheaper and we're in Canadian. So pretty cool on that. Um, a nice system to to have and comes with everything you needs uh, to be cool out on the on the track in the dark um yeah and basically just going into strato strato bash we got a, you know a few different ideas for it but you know you just can't beat the seat time that we have we really try to keep the track open as absolute much as possible you know generally we do about 16 to 18 hours where it's hot uh, this year we're trying for about 20 hours of hot track time total between the three days and really just give the drivers you know maybe that little extra time to uh to chill a little bit and really focus on a few things to to get those really good media shots of course drones are always great but I mean you got that wicked 360 camera that you put on the roof and I think that tied in with some uh you know dusk to early nighttime is going to really you know be the game changer for a lot of people to to see what's going on and you know just a new exciting aspect to drifting
1: Mm -hmm. i think uh, i think it will be cool to see the underglow shots um i mean that was one of my favorite things at driftcon there when uh, some of us went down at the end of september this year Uh, it was cool to see the drift trains at night everybody with underglow you know flashing lights because something we don't get to see much of up here because the curfew um we don't really get to do stuff like that at RadTorq at the moment either. Uh, maybe possibilities there in the future to do that, something to inquire on maybe, but it'll, it'll be great. Um, and yeah, the seat time, you, you can't undervalue the seat time that you get at a Stratotech event, uh, mm-hmm. especially Stratobash. I agree with you completely, yeah, the last, four years it's just been more and more and more time in the sun every day and everybody still enjoys it I mean, we beat the crap out of each other in the sun sometimes there but it's <laughs> it's worth it worth it to make the day and everyone loves seeing the cars go so no one's going to say no to an extended day out there I don't think
0: no it is it's really good and um you know you, you can't thank the drivers enough the drivers put on a great show every year the cars seem to get better you know when I I look back at our our first year wrap up video that we did um, and you see the cars that came out. Yeah. We had a hundred cars out there. Um, This year we had, you know, again, a hundred cars, but a lot more, I don't know, not not so much style, but just maybe, you know, a little bit more clean up on them, making sure that everything runs with all the panels on and stuff like that. Uh, Hey, that's another thing that's, that's changing in the future. So, insurance changes that that have come. So everyone has their fair warning, right? So if anybody asks and you're watching this of our 17 people that are tuning in and the people that listen to it on the podcast, basically what's happened is, you know, insurance has changed uh, a lot. Some of the regulations that they've asked, asked for have changed. So for our big events, everything outside of our Thursday night open drift, all cars need all body panels. That includes bumpers, front and back, hood. Everything needs to be intact. The cars need to be intact. Uh, not 100% sure the reasoning behind it, but I think that there has been a few accidents just with bash bars. Some of the stuff that's you know going on on the side of the car that poses an extra danger as to instead of having the bash bar covered with at least like a bumper that is removable. Um, that's the main thing that's that's changing on that side of the insurance. Um, and then there is gonna be a really big push on, you know, driver's responsibility for their passengers. Um, a lot of times we see, you know, guys get excited, they got their hand just outside the window with their phone, you know, peeking it outside the window. That's gonna be, you know, no more. All of our staff is gonna be, you know, basically, you know briefed on it if you see any hands outside of a car that means that that driver loses their privilege to drive that day and that is really just for safety both of you the driver right that you're not putting your hand out of the window and also for that of your passenger we need to really make sure that people are coming out and we're giving them a fun experience a once in a lifetime thing but it also needs to be as safe as we can make it you know lots of times you know we're very particular on who we like give ride-alongs especially on higher speed stuff cars got cages we're making sure they got race seats you know they have their you know their harnesses and everything like that but it's just really making sure that the driver takes the time to brief their passenger not to stick their hands out the window anything like that there has been a couple incidents um just sort of over on the uh You know, more on the US side where people have had their, you know, where they're slapping on the side of the door, you know, like asking people to come in tandem tighter, slapping on the the door. And it only takes, you know, a a, a second where somebody can bang in and you can get really injured on that. Right. So that's all we're asking for. I mean, just a minor tweak. Right as as things progress and as you know the sport progresses like everything else cars get more power drivers get you know are able to drive faster around the track and we've seen that probably at Strato more than anything else the level of driving from when we used to do pro when the track was open you know 10 years ago to level of driving at Strato Bash last year the speeds have increased the uh, grip in the cars the power the level of everything has gone up, and then our safety also needs to follow that. Just that we're providing the absolute best experience for for fans of the sport, and you know you can have the greatest time ever and uh, still do it in a safe way. So it's only some minor things. That's that's not too bad.
1: No, uh, I think one of the conversations we had last year. Well, I don't know. I keep saying last year. The year's not over. Yet, last season, at right. the end of Strato Bash, is. Uh, just before the exit there, we need to maybe get somebody to kind of flag before that pit turn in. Cause I think it's kind of, you know, honed in, you get driver's eye type of thing. No yeah. one looks at the flagger in the stand halfway down the track until it's too late. Yeah. Uh, something Eric and I kind of noticed and maybe it's a good, something we can implement this year. Um, we did try and start flagging people down for, I think the arms too. So I think there may be Virginia's a flag for that next year or we're going to just kind of, you know, just, Hey, put your arms back inside your vehicle type of thing. And you yeah. see it again, we'll flag you off track.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we were down, we were driving at an event in the U S and they're very, very much. They're sort of the first ones to roll out the new, you know, 2024 regulations at a, uh, at a Vegas drift event we were at and it was very much, you know, anybody with their hands out the window, they were done for the day. Like it was there's no questions asked you're just off and mm-hmm. you know you can you can still do it and have a have a good time at it i mean especially with all the uh, cameras that we have all the different shots that we have so much external media that i don't think you know it's necessary to have you know your hand sticking out the window holding your iphone um yeah that i think strato is going to take a little bit of tweaking this year just just with the amount of cars and the level of driving um to To make it safe and also just to make it easier for people to see the flaggers, so it might just include taking one of the, like a flagger stand, building something like that so that they're kind of at, you know, an elevated position in a building that people can actually see and uh, just give got, drivers a little bit better chance, you know, seeing that flag or, or catching it before they make another, you know, two and a half kilometer lap around the track. Um, but other than that, I think, I think the driving, driving level, you know, in 2023 was, was awesome. Um, and watching and talking with drivers in this off season, you know, even though the season just ended, it's looking like next year is going to be really good as well. Our grassroots, uh, driving scene has really progressed a lot as well. And I think we'll see, you know, maybe some more people sort of step into that lighter side of competition enjoy that and kind of just, uh, get the feeling for that, you know, and then some of the guys that were doing really well in, in grassroots are also looking to step up into pro. So we got a few guys that have, you know, been reaching out to us for all the safety stuff, which is good. New blood in and out is, is always, always really good to see. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the 2024 season. I know, you know, we do get a little bit of, uh, disappointment that it is a double header in mission. But, you know, I think in the long run, it's the it's the best uh, way that I could see it forward for the sport. And also for the drivers, I just really feel, you know, the financial pressure that it's taking on drivers to make these these long trips back and forth. So if we can do anything to alleviate that, you know, that's what we're really trying to do and still give them the experience of, of a multi round series.
1: I agree, yeah. And for me, this is going to be another day of excitement that happens a little bit longer throughout the day. So Mm -hmm. uh, I I really look forward to it this year with coming forward. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think, for sure.
0: All right. Well, I got some questions for you. So basically, right, you ran, you're out at just about every single Thursday night, every single demo, every pro event that we had, made a trip down to Evergreen. And then as soon as we're done that, the rest of us on the team kind of take a big breath and go, oh, wow, season's done. Um, time to recharge our batteries, you know, turn off drifting for a while. And you double down and go, do you know what we <laughs> yeah. should do?
1: We should, we should do some virtual drift. <laughs> we
0: should expand virtual drifting and run a multi-round series in the off-season." What's the driving force behind you know, what? Like, what's your driving force behind the love of drifting?
1: Uh, it's complicated and long, really, but it all starts to do with cars. Um, I'll say my evolution to where I'm at in Spectre now started with the Edmonton car scene and how completely whack it's been over the last five years or so. Um, I think by chance, the reason that I actually came involved with SpeCTy is there is a car show probably in August 2020, And I think it was for a young gentleman there who had unfortunately terminally ill cancer. And unknowingly to me at the time, I think there's an entire lane of people, uh, Dustin Neubauer, Nasser, I think even you and yourself were there with your daughter. And yeah, I had no idea at the time. I just walking around the parking lot taking pictures and I get a message from Dustin Neubauer to come and check out Drift. And I'm like, Drift, what are you talking about? Like, that's not a thing. And yeah, lo and behold, uh, Thursday Night Drift became a staple in my life for the last three years. And I've been there helping out with everything in between. It's a great waste of time, in my opinion. Great fun. You know, you get to see people drive the style, uh, burn rubber, you know, banging doors like what more could you ask for on Thursday nights or the big weekends right that's that's my thing now I love it so much I've told so many friends about it you know I think maybe a quarter of the crew now is people that I know so you know it's just great and I like to bring people into a part of it because it's something I enjoy and lo and behold people tell me about a set of Corsa and I find out hey somebody started to make all the tracks that we visit and I think a couple years ago uh, Team Tandemic reached out to one of the modders that exist out there and I think this guy was from somewhere over in Europe and he wound up making to Tech Park to us down to a T did a second revision for us and put a whole bunch of billboards up uh, put yeah. down the line markings pylons you know made it look like a pro course It, you know, it's things like that and I just wanted to share it with everybody and hearing too how Dustin and a couple of other Tandemic guys they used to driving a set over the winter to keep up their skills. And it was one of those things that you could justify when they come back Thursday night and they're shredding around the pad, completing the figure eight, like they didn't even miss a beat, right? Like right. They you can tell they did it all, all summer long all winter long. And it's just one of those things that helps you grow your skill more. So your muscle memory in the off season, because you're not getting thrown around inside the car. You don't deal with physics, uh, stuff like that. But it's a good way to keep building up your skills. And I thought it would be a good idea just this year. Hey, let's let's try and run a virtual season, see if it helps a couple of people out or even just for the hell of it. Let's, let's have fun, right? Let's keep mm-hmm. going. Let's keep the idea of Thursday night open drifts online. You know, we visited Bisu on the first round. We're doing mission on the second. I think there's going to be some deep discussion about the next three rounds that we do after that. If we even live out that far, cause I know people still got to build their cars over the winter. They can't, just spend time practicing in Assetto Corsa and trying to be the best that they can be at that. And then, oh boy, the actual drift season's here. I have no car. I have, I have nothing. Oh boy. So I'm trying to just find that fine balance right now and see where we get.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's really good. And probably the most active part on our discord uh, server right now is definitely the the Assetto chat and just sort of discussions on that. And pretty much every every night of the week you you get messages somebody's jumping on and and doing it um yeah and i mean you have been really instrumental in bringing a ton of people out to the track like you say half the staff were for uh we met through you basically right you know we got turn one tony out of the whole thing and uh (laughs) brings the whole family out and it's amazing so a lot of really good friends have been made and and a lot of uh good you know travel buddies etc coming out and having a good time with us so really like that it all
1: starts with the passion from the car scene though, and then seeing i think a lot of it for at least my group of friends core group is seeing that for the most part it's not like how you see in the car scene where it's people doing stupid shit pardon my language where they shouldn't be or uh flaunting stuff that they don't really own right like that's kind of why I like the drift scene more. Like these guys will beat the hell out of their cars, go home, fix it, and be ready for the next Thursday night drift or the next pro event next month. Right? Like that takes a lot of dedication, and that's not something that you see in the cars. So that's, I, my respect for it, and I think it's the same for them. Like something we appreciate, and will help keep it going as long as we can.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I definitely I, I, I agree so much with that statement and the respect that I have you know, for this car scene is huge. Uh, You'll get a lot of, you know, groups. We used to, you know, do a bit of autocross and stuff like that. And basically, as soon as people were done, they packed their stuff as fast as they could and got out. Whereas us on Thursday night, you know, after the driving is done, it's everybody staying. They help clean up, um, make sure the track is presentable. And I think that has really built a relationship into Rad Torque, especially where they see that, where they, you know, there's no there's no question asked um, that when they show up on Friday morning, that all of our stuff is put away. You know, the only thing that we leave behind is the tire marks, and we're not trying to leave anything else behind. You know, we pick up all of our garbage and make sure that we're we're leaving it. and And that's something that I definitely see with our group. Just huge respect, respect to the community, a lot of respect. You know, some guys get a little carried away and you only have to tell them once and they really, you know, turn around and you'll never have a problem with them again. So, you know, huge respect to, to our drift community, you know, so that's, that's why this year, you know, we're really trying to do, we're going to try to do some, some, you know, a little bit more special things, especially on uh the Thursday nights to try to make it, you know, uh, try some different things and uh, make it so like a little bit more seat time, even though, you know, for the most part on Thursday nights, you know, you're easily getting 20, 30 runs in no problem. Um, And then just try to make some tracks that continually just stay hot and run a lot. Like how we run straddle bash.
1: Mm. Uh, I think it'd be cool to see what you guys come up with this year for those kinds of layouts. It'd be good to see some variation there. And yeah, the hot idea. I think that'd be cool to see. Because right now, yeah, we gotta wait for a lot of stuff. I think the only thing to consider there is like the eventual breakdown there. Just gotta make sure we got room to get somebody out of there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I think a lot of the drivers that uh, that have seen it, you know, seen seen continually running tracks, um, have definitely, you know, an appreciation for it and the respect of that. And you know, they're all out there to have fun and and do it safe. And, and the main thing is that there isn't a huge amount of speed that is had on the pad, especially if you're running a continual layout, it can be just some, you know, second gear stuff, you know, maybe some third gear, but it'll be really, you know, fun, maybe a bit more technical, but, you know, some cool style stuff that's going to come out of it. And I, I, I'm excited for the season, especially the Thursday nights really have me, have me intrigued. And this, you know, the announcement that, uh, you know that Rad Torque is is down to keep this drifting, and in our Thursday nights, our schedules all locked in, and you know to keep it basically the same as it has been the status quo. It's uh it's important to the to the community to to see that. So you know any chance you get, you know if you're listening to this, hey, drop by, give a good like and a follow to to Rad Torque, and uh, you know drop a comment that you love drifting, and you can thank them for keeping it affordable um you know same thing with basically all the tracks that we run there's a couple of announcements coming still working on a few things but hey working on a road trip this road trip that's going to sort of take us down into uh, the evergreen area in the fall um i think that's going to be something neat. just trying to work it out with evergreen drift to try to make something fun happen with all the specy drivers that want to make a a cool road trip or a rally down to the evergreen area so We'll get some dates together and we'll be announcing that probably in the new year here fairly shortly.
1: That'll be something to look forward to for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause a lot of it is, it's the experience that we have as a, as a drift community together, right? It's nice to go someplace where you have a few more uh, drivers that, uh, that know you and, you know, don't mind getting their hands dirty, helping you get your car fixed. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly well it was cool to see a DriftCon. i didn't expect to see so many people from the west coast down that way and i think uh gaston a couple of the other bc stunt drivers were down there uh ian fournier was there um a couple other guys that were there as well that were at mission so it was great to see like it makes you feel a little bit more at home and a little more confident yeah. on foreign turf too so
0: yeah the DriftCon was good um you know, but I, I gotta say, the open drift on the Sunday was my favorite part of that entire weekend. Um, it kind of like they let their hair down, just sort of relax it all, and you can just go out and and throw down as absolute hard and as violently as you want to on pretty much every single layout that they had, and it was re- it was really fun. So I think that's something that I'm you know looking forward to as well as to to hit a few of those in the in the coming year, but you know, what's nice about that is our season really wraps up here, you know, the end of September, all of our tracks kind of shut down. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I got an extra alternate. I picked up two actually. <laughs> so we're good, Alex. Thanks. Thanks some, for throwing that in some hey? <laughs> <laughs> Some taillights too hey Some tail uh, yeah, you know, maybe bring a booster pack. Um, but it's nice to, to kind of, our season wraps up every, all the tracks basically shut down, you know, end of September, they're done. The insurance is over and everything's closed in Alberta for the year. So it's nice to be able to go down and uh, to drive with some of the people that, you know, make the make the trips here. Um, you know, you got to give it out to to Jason, the whole, you know, first air motorsports crew, they made us feel like family and looked after us, no matter what it is that we needed. Gave us a shop and a base to work out of. It was really fun to to be down there. So definitely want to make a few more of those and, and spend time with them.
1: It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a great time down there too. And I fully didn't expect when everyone was like, Oh yeah, the shop's right across the street. They didn't thirty seconds away, like incredible. To see Jace just drive his car down the street, come back with it fixed and then, you know, run a couple of laps. So
0: it was yeah, yeah. it was
1: perfect. The perfect spot.
0: No, a hundred percent. Yeah. And when, when they say their their spot is is right across the street is literally across the street and fun fun place to be and uh, just a great team to to be a part of we're excited to see what's going on there how about some predictions for uh the 2024 season um you know you're pretty active on all the socials you see everything that's going on who do you think is going to be uh one to really watch in our series coming into 24.
1: coming into 24 hey well i think we lose jace this year so we can't say him uh jesse foot had a pretty aggressive start to last season so i'd like to see him do well this year again um clicking through some photos here because fog brain here um tristan mcclennan i think he's supposed to go pro spec as well next year right
0: so far that's sort of the uh the thing carlton carlton's driving improved uh exponentially throughout the season. I think seeing him sort of towards the tail end of the season, he was really found his own in that car and and all the new changes that he made, made it big. Uh, One that's going to be fun to see is hearing that uh, Dylan Zupanski is going to be jumping into pro this season. I've seen
1: some stuff and I didn't want to come to the conclusion, but I think, yeah, he's gotten a full cage done for his car and uh, a couple other just peace of mind things, you know, safety upgrades for, for the season. So it, it'll be exciting to see him come into it because he'd had a really great, uh, grassroots season. So, and I have a soft spot for BMWs, especially E46, the E30s, E36. So go, go to great lengths in that car. <laughs> I can't wait to see.
0: No, and he, he drove great in the grassroots, uh, series as well. Of course, Gaston, Gaston is always, uh, bring in the heat. And I think he's got, I think he's got something new and spicy, some new, new engine setup going on in his car that, you know, I saw sort of in the fall. So I think that's going to be good to see Gaston's always, you know, you watch him at pretty much anything in the off season that isn't SPECTY related. He's up on the podium and he's always in the, you know, the top ranks of the series throughout the, uh, the season with us as well. So if he has a car that doesn't let him down or, you know, some nasty uh, concrete barriers that jump out and ruin his morning. I think he's Mm going to definitely be out there doing some good stuff. Um, Yeah. I know Regan McCarter's old car is in BC somewhere doing something. So, I mean, it'd be nice to see that back into the series uh, next year as well, but just who's going to be driving it. Not a hundred percent sure yet, but lots of interesting stuff uh, going
1: on. Marco was supposed to be driving again this year too. I think I seen he bought something can't remember what it was, but I was scrolling through and I seen he bought a drift car. Uh, so fingers crossed he makes a return this year too, because he absolutely slays behind the wheel.
0: Well, I think maybe the the off season you bought one of the faster hire cars. Benjamin's oh, yes, taking right. yes. Benjamin's taking a year off. You were I think did you come down and do the uh trip down to the ice drifting with us, or were you down there?
1: No, I was in uh Mexico, I think.
0: Oh right, okay. So anyway, Castro Hire ran that as one of their ice drifting cars. Just a 350Z, an absolute uh, zinger of a car. As soon as Benjamin put it up, I think Marco jumped on it about 10 minutes before I did. Otherwise, that would be a car that I was trying to scoop up and have as a fun car. I absolutely loved it on the ice, and I thought it'd be great to have. Um, but I think no matter what, the car's not caged. Uh, pretty much just the stock BQ in it. And I think that him in the winter having a little bit of fun Doing some ice drifting, doing some, you know, uh, private property skids in it is going to be great for him to really fire him up and and get him back into running a full season. Triple S definitely needs to run a full season with us in uh, 2024 and really, you know, back up their performance that they had at the last round in Mission or in uh, at uh, Rad Torque. Uh, Aaron mm-hmm. Day you know right up on the podium after basically missing a full season just back in it and I'm you know anxious to see him back driving again or whoever's in that car absolutely killing it no matter what
1: no I look forward to to what goes on here over the next uh I think it's probably close to 25 30 events that are going to happen throughout the whole year, once everything's all organized. So it's going to be a a fun five months of of drift. So better not hear any complaining from anybody about no seat time. You've got plenty of options, plenty of time to show up, pick a day. Like Sean was saying, August 15th will probably be the best open drift night for you to come to.
0: For sure. Yeah. We're really going to try to pull it out on that one and make it something special. Um, Of course, you know, first part of the season, it's always, uh, you know gun ho and out of, out of rad torque and you know we do have uh i think there's four more four more events slash demos that we haven't announced yet um so you know four more to add in there just some different ways to see it uh, whether it's demos with with driven or you know the toge bash uh there's there's lots going on well hey cecilia had a good reminder too you can head over to the website, we got everything. If it's up on the website, it is in stock and available. Uh, still some Grip Royal slash spec D steering wheels. Some great stuff that you can get free of the driver in your life. Of course, Underglow, we bought a bunch of those. That was a special deal through Type S and Formula Drift to get Underglow into our series. So I got a bunch of those Type S lights away. So it's gonna be a good time to, to get those for Christmas for anybody that you need, we're good.
1: Perfect. eh?
0: All right. So before I let you go here and we're going to wrap it up because we are almost at an hour Saturday. What time are we kicking it off?
1: Uh, 7 p.m. for official half hour practice and just uh, kind of core attendance. And then 730, we're going to start qualifying and then run through the bracket. My only thing right now is, like I said, there's only five people left on the sign up queue because people dropped off to Christmas parties, family stuff. And that's okay. Like we anticipate it. It's that time of year holidays come first, but I don't know if we don't really have much more than a bracket of eight people if we're going to run it. So if we could, yeah, spread the word here. Uh, I'd love to have a full 16. I mean, if we get an eight, that's great. We'll have a bit of a shorter evening Saturday and we'll just muck around online for another hour or so afterwards. So, uh, but again, yeah, practice at seven, qualifying at seven thirty, and then competition starts immediately after
0: qualifying. Right, so that's seven time, seven p.m. Edmonton time, basically, because we do get some drivers that are coming out of uh, BC as well. So make the time uh, and change. And Washington, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, so we got the Washington boys that are going to do it. So seven p.m. Edmonton time is going to be uh, when we kick it off. It'll go live on our Spec D YouTube channel. Um, hey, like I don't know, is Tony Koch signed up for that yet?
1: Ooh, he said if we could do it at 2 p.m. he'd be down so unfortunately no he's not going to be a part no. of that and it sounds like you're going to have to deal with me trying to announce over the whole thing again no i was
0: wanting i was wanting him to drive because he actually does really well on the Assetto stuff uh jared krueger has he uh, jumped in and signed up yet
1: not yet uh See, there's another i think one, part so. of the part of the beef with these boys though is uh they don't like to run the vdc cars they've got certain car packs and stuff that they like in mind that are more relative to what they drive in reality. So there's not much of a learning curve for them, right? Um, so they're kind of hesitant on the BDC stuff. So they keep pushing for uh, gravy garage cars or the end style cars. Cause you know, Tony and his Nissan's there, he's got to have them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like uh, if we, I think if we have a more relaxed, uh, not as high horsepower event, we'll probably start to see a couple of guys like that come in and Probably, like I said, into the new year as well. Everyone's busy leading up to Christmas and the, the obviously new year. So it's just a little bit tense trying to figure and fit everybody in.
0: Exactly. Well, hey, I'll try to do my best, get the uh, the scores up online, put them up on the uh, website as well. So people got a little bit of bragging rights going into it. We can kind of see how that is. So Yeah, hey, for sure. It's definitely going to be a good time. Um, with that, hey, I'm just going to uh, – basically tell everybody head over to the uh, SPECTE website. You can see the full schedule there. You got any questions, make sure you hit us up on the Instagram email. Everything is available uh, through the website or just right here on our on our SPECTE Instagram page. So you can definitely reach out. We're always answering it, anything you guys need. Uh, again, like I say, I will put up the Discord link in the story immediately following this. So that'll be up on our story for the next 24 hours and uh, hopefully get a few more people into our Discord community, and hey, driving with us on the virtual drift comp.
1: Yeah, catch us online. We're somebody's in, like you were saying earlier. Somebody's in the, the Discord chat every other night for a couple hours, and someone's usually online all over the world here doing something different. So,
0: yeah, it's awesome. All right, hey, well, thanks, Dustin, for coming on and sort of just giving us, uh you know, a little bit of co co chair on this thing. And it's really good to to chat with you and and all the cool stuff that you got going on with the virtual drift comp is going to be going to be awesome. We'll see you on Saturday.
1: No worries. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of it. And then, yeah, we'll see everybody else on Saturday. Thanks for uh, a good talk here. It was good to talk and fill everybody in on what's going on.
0: You bet. All right. Talk to everybody later. Adios.